verse 1 and 3. Number 40, what child is this? Thank you. 
come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and bless us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, 
And help us by your might, that the sins which weigh us down may be quickly lifted by your grace and mercy. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. We're going to uh, start our first reading today with the in the book of Isaiah. Uh, we're going to go to chapter seven. We're going to read the I'm going to read the verse ten through seventeen, and that's on your pew Bible on one zero six nine ten sixty nine. Isaiah. Chapter 7, verse 10. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then the prophet Isaiah said, here now, your house of, you house of David, is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. God is with us. He will be eating curds and honey. When he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, for before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. The Lord will bring on you and on your people and on on the house of your father, a time unlike any since Ephraim broke away from Judah, he will bring the king of Assyria. In your bulletin, we will now go to Psalm 24 that's printed in your bulletin. And if you would uh, read that uh, with me as indicated. We'll be reading Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For you have the and established Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek him for grace, 
Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Now we go to Romans. We'll be starting in chapter 1, verse 1. That will be the epistle we will read today. Romans chapter 1, verse 1 through 7. It's on your pew Bibles on 1746, 1746. Romans 1, 1. Paul, a servant of Christ, servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, was set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as his earthly life was descendant of David and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, we receive the most important thing, grace and apostleship, to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. And as you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, saints. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from the Lord, Jesus Christ. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Matthew from the first chapter. Glory to you, Lord. The Gospel this morning is indeed from St. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1497. Matthew 1, 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, 
and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the gospel of the Lord. Seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Isaiah 7, 14, Behold, the virgin will, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The words of the prophet were spoken. They spoke a stunning truth. And we see in Scripture and maybe even relatable in part today, unthinkable circumstances. We have a child, an expectant mother, and a pensive father. And perhaps it's not impossible to see happen today, but not what we would expect to see and hear today, is that there was an audacity of faith, an audacity of obedience modeled right here for us to hear in the gospel today. Audacious. They, every one of them, were faithful, yet all of them would be shunned. And through it all, not one, no one acted on their own well intentions. Through it all, not one, no one was unnerved enough to stray from the obedience to God. Not one, no one 
redirected from God's plan of salvation. Not one redirected. The world redirects today from God's plan all the time. We redirect all the time because our heart, our mind, the prince of this world says that's not convenient. That's not what's good for you. And through it all, Mary bore Jesus. And Joseph named him Jesus. And Jesus is the very Son of God in the flesh for the salvation of sinners. That's the bottom line for today. And we'll come back to that in a bit. But let's talk, shall we? This is going to be participatory. Don't you just love the beautiful decorations during Christmas season? Right? Yeah. Amen. We see colorful ribbons. We see beautiful wreaths. We see beautiful trees that are decked out with ornaments. We see these beautiful Emmanuel banners. And there's an angel on the top. Why do you think that we see so many angels at Christmas time? Anyone? I mean, you know, I didn't give you a microphone, so anyway, think about it. But why do you think we see so many angels at Christmas time? Why? The first thing that we may think of when we see an angel is that um, they appeared to announce the birth, did they not? They, the birth of Jesus to the shepherds. And we know that an angel is important to Christmas even before Jesus was born. But what do we really know about angels? Think about that. What do we really know? Well, one of the things we know about angels is that they have wings. Now, I'll tend to tell you what happened in, in the gospel message today and the birth of Jesus, and every time, this is the participation, every time you hear angels, I want you to flap your arms like wings. Oh, the audacity of obedience. All right, you can, you can do this if you want. I would. <laughs> you can do this or that, okay? All right. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm in so much trouble, aren't I, already, huh? The Bible lesson today tells us about a visit from an angel. All right, I love it. Look at all those little angels. <laughs> And Joseph and Mary were engaged to be married. Can you imagine the thoughts that came to Joseph, to his mind, when he discovered that Mary was going to have a baby and they weren't even married yet? He probably asked himself, what do I do now? 
Joseph was a good man, and he did not want to disgrace Mary publicly. So he decided that it would be better to break off the engagement quietly. He was considering this, as we read, when an angel excellent, appeared to him in a dream. And the angel said, don't be afraid. <laughs> oh, I wish my mom and dad were here to see this. <laughs> hey, dad, I'll bet you I could get everyone to flap their arms like wings. <laughs> yeah, take that bet. Oh, I love you all. Thank you. The, the child that was inside her, the angel said, was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. When the angel of the Lord had spoken and made God's plan clear, Joseph was obedient, and he didn't have to understand. He didn't have to know how everything was going to happen. He didn't need to worry. He didn't need to worry about what anyone else would think. Joseph trusted God, and he obeyed him. Now, sometimes you and I may find ourselves in a situation where we, uh, we don't know what to do. And like Joseph, we might ask ourselves, what do I do now? You ever done that? Angels. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> he probably won't speak to us through an angel, but he will speak to us through the Bible. And it's up to us to listen, to obey, and receive comfort. I want to share something with you from uh, a Reverend Borkhart. And he wrote and explained the following in that God does speak to us through other means too, and, and specifically the prophets in Isaiah this morning. He also spoke to us through John the Baptist. John came to make ready for Christmas. He's the forerunner of that. He tilled the soil. John preached. John baptized with water. He filled the deep valleys of sinners with forgiveness. He knocked the mountains of pride down with the Lord's judgment. He made everything white with forgiveness before the Lord. He's the voice that cries out in the wilderness for us to get ready for Christmas. Get ready for Christmas. Jesus is almost here. Angels. There you go. I saw you. <laughs> Jesus is here to save you and to save me. That's why the Lord is coming in a manger on Christmas. He's coming to bring you glad tidings of great joy. He's coming to bring joy to the world. He's in that 
manger to give you a holy night. He's coming to save you. And let's not miss this gospel, the simple gospel during this week in preparation for Christmas. Let's not get lost in presence. Let's not get lost in the colors and let's not get lost in the lights. The manger, the manger scene is good news. Because the baby in there is going to die. The angels are singing because that baby, that baby's going to die. Everything about Christmas, everything about Christmas is done for you through Jesus and his perfect work in that, on that cross. Jesus is coming. He's where John the Baptist is pointing you by his own confession, and that is, I am not the Christ. But the Lord is near. He's coming in the manger on Christmas. He's coming in the clouds on the last day. That's the second Advent. We're in between Advents right now. He's coming in the Lord's gifts this morning. He's got forgiveness and comfort, and he's coming to save. And Jesus is here with us this morning. Jesus is present in the bread and in the wine. He's here to meet you with grace, forgiveness, and everlasting life. In the name of Jesus, amen. I want to thank Liz and Chris and Dr. Stephanie for being with us this morning and, and blessing us. Thank you so very much. I, what a, a treat it is. Amen. Amen. And, and, and thank you for sharing the gifts that God has given you with all of us. stars are brightly shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul its worth, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks 
Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in Lord, you have taught us to pray and encouraged us to open our hearts to you on behalf of ourselves and all those in need. Hear us now as we come to you in Jesus' name. You established the earth and the heavens, O Lord, and created us to exercise dominion over all that you have made. Grant to us wisdom to know and rejoice in the orders you have established on earth so that we may be restored to this purpose in Christ and fulfill all the responsibilities that you have assigned us to do in your name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You have set in place the times and the seasons, O Lord, and reveal in them the salvation promised to us in your Son. Give us faith that we may ask for no sign except Christ, whose death and resurrection fulfill all the promises of your word and vindicate the prophets who spoke that word by your command. Lord, in your mercy. You have kept your word and deliver to us your own Son by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin. Guide us so that we may rejoice in the Word made flesh and in the redemption he has won by his holy life, life-giving death, and resurrection. Bless all pastors that they may faithfully preach and teach this gospel. Open the hearts of young men to hear and heed your call to the ministry. Bless all church workers in their various vocations that they may serve us well in your name. Lord, in your mercy. You have granted many gifts and skills to your people, O Lord, that they may serve us when we are most weak and vulnerable. Be with the police who protect us, the firefighters who serve us, those who employ all medical arts to relieve suffering and aid healing, and the counselors who assist those troubled in mind or heart. Bless every effort on 
behalf of those who endure man-made or natural disasters. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, you have granted to civil officials and governments the authority to promote order, execute justice, encourage virtue, and protect the weak. Bless Donald Trump, our president, Gavin Newsom, our governor, our state legislators, our county and city leaders, and all judges and magistrates. Help them to hear and heed the wisdom of your word and to act with integrity as they fulfill the responsibilities entrusted to them. Lord, in your mercy. You are the giver of every good gift, O Lord, and you care for us in all our needs of body, mind, and spirit. Give healing to the sick, relief to the suffering, peace to the dying, and comfort to those who mourn, especially those we now name silently or out loud. According to your gracious will, sustain them all by your grace and give them patience and courage as they await the unfolding of your healing grace. Lord, in your mercy. You have provided us many and rich resources to support this daily life and to use in the care of those in need, O Lord. Grant to us a generous heart that we may give generously and cheerfully for the sake of your work, your church, and for the poor. Lord, in your mercy. You know our weakness and how we struggle with temptation, O Lord. Give us discerning minds and steadfast hearts that we may rejoice in the annual celebration of your son's birth. Keep us from being distracted from the gift of your son and teach us to highly treasure the mystery of his incarnation and the fruits of his redemptive work. Lord, in your mercy. You know that we do not deserve any of your kindness, yet we rejoice in all your gifts and graces, especially the privilege of this table where we come to receive the very body and precious blood of your Son. Bring us to this feast in humble repentance so that we may receive this blessed communion to our benefit. Nurture us with this heavenly food now as we await the day when we will join the saints in your presence and partake with them in the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom without end. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy to provide us all things as we have need. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace.
Pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things, for your goodness and your up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and ever-living God. You comforted your people with the promise of the Redeemer, through whom you will also make all things new in the day when he comes again to judge the world in righteousness. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. our Lord Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his triumphant, glorious coming again. Let us now pray the perfect prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our promises to meet us right here. And I heard you confess him as your Lord and Savior. And if that is the conviction in your confession with your lips, then the table is set for you. Come, it is prepared. You may be seated and the ushers will bring you forward.
please stand. Thanks for playing along and being little angels today. You made my morning. Wish I had a camera. It was really something from my point of view. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much, guests. Beautiful. What a blessing. Thank you for glorifying the Lord through your music and blessing us. And let's sing as unto the Lord. Thank you.